Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh Dearest respected brothers and sisters Dearest viewers wherever you may be And welcome to this special live show On the auspicious occasion of Eid al-Ghadir The day where Islam was perfected The day where we renew our allegiance to Imam Ali alayhi salam And Imam Sahib al-Asr wa-Zaman salam I'd like to mention to the viewers that there is a raffle that is going, going to be happening during the live show. If you do want to take part in this raffle, then please go on our Instagram at ImamHussein3TV. Like our most recent post and tag five of your friends. And inshallah, the blessed Sayyid will be drawing the name next week, inshallah. Please do call in to ask the Sayyid a question on the numbers uh, down below. And inshallah, he will answer them for you. But the day of Ghadir, a day which took place on the 18th of the Hijjah in the 10th year after Hijrah, at an oasis called Ghadir Khum, in front of thousands, Rasulullah conveyed the message, Man kuntu mawlah, fahada aliyun mawlah. And shortly before he died, in front of famous companions, he uttered the famous line again. Man kuntu mawlah, fahada aliyun mawlah. As I mentioned, some of the most famous companions were present and all called Imam Ali alayhi salam their mawlah. Today, we celebrate this occasion and looking at it by taking lessons from this occasion to implement into our life today. But without further ado, the celebration of Eid al-Ghadir with Dr. Sayyid Amman Naqshawani. Sayyidna, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. How are you doing on this blessed Fantastic. Day? There's no, you know, no better occasion than Eid al-Ghadir. And uh, congratulations goes out to all of the viewers and all of our listeners out there. Mm -hmm. And inshallah, uh, we're able to be in Najaf al-Ashraf next year. Ya Allah. Next to our Mawla. Inshallah. 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 Now, Sayyidna, looking at it from our perspective, we look at the Ahlul Bayt and take lessons from them. Now, did the Ahlul Bayt celebrate Eid al Ghadir? And if they did, what lessons can we take to implement in our mosques and in our families? Yes, without a doubt, they celebrated Eid al Ghadir. Especially when you're looking at the lives of Imam al-Sadiq, Imam al-Kadhim, and Imam al-Radha You find that they placed a major emphasis on celebrating Eid al-Ghadir and ensuring that our communities celebrated Eid al-Ghadir. Alhamdulillah, last night at the Haidari Islamic Center, we had a wonderful celebration. Mm -hmm. You were present. Alhamdulillah, and yes. Beautiful. Many hundreds out there were present from our community in London to celebrate Eid al-Ghadir. And when we talk of celebration, I know there's an accusation that the Shia are always crying. The yeah. Shia are always <laughs> mourning. That's and true. it's not like we're uh, shy from crying and mourning the Ahl al-Bayt, we are actually honored mm -hmm. to have that relationship with the family of the Prophet, peace be upon them, mm -hmm. when we remember their calamities and their trials. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be a balance. Yeah, of course. I think that balance is fundamental in this generation especially. Mm -hmm. 
that you'll find that there are many of the kids out there who'll be like, you know, Muharram comes, Safar comes, Rabi'a al-Awwal comes. For two months and eight days, some communities tell their children that you cannot, for example, uh, go out, you know, and you cannot watch TV in honor of Imam al-Hussein salam and in honor of the companions and the family of Imam al-Hussein salam And this is something wonderful that we remember Muharram and Safar. But at the same time, Imam al-Radha tells his companion, the son of Shabib, that if it pleases you to be with us in the highest levels of the heavens, mm. then grief in our periods of grief Ascent. and be happy in our periods of joy. Mm-hmm. And therefore you find that when you're looking at the Imams such as Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam, he says this is the greatest Eid in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When I see that there are people who give gifts in the other wonderful Eids that we have in the religion of Islam. But when it comes to Eid al-Ghadir, we don't have that same fervor. Mm-hmm. Whereas Imam al-Sadiq alayhi salam is saying to us, this is the Eid. Uh-huh. When an imam says that this is Eid Allah Al-Akbar, that this is the greatest Eid in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you recognize that this is a time for us to congratulate our communities, uh-huh. congratulate our children. And it saddens me when I see communities of the lovers of Ahlul Bayt when it comes to Eid Al-Adha, when it comes to Eid Al-Fitr, You'll see many of them celebrating as a family with one another, mm-hmm. or the mosques will be celebrating. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Eid al Ghadir, they don't emphasize as much with their sons and their daughters. Mm-hmm. So you find that Imam al Sadiq, Imam Musa al Kadhim, would then build on what Imam al Sadiq said about Eid al Ghadir by stressing to us on this day of celebration, the best act is to gain nearness to Allah. Mm-hmm. Subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank him in gaining that nearness through a set of a'mal that show your appreciation that you were born on the path of Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam. Um, you find that Imam al-Kadhu alayhi salam recommends that people perform the ziyara mm-hmm. in Najaf of his grandfather Amir al-Mu'minin alayhi salam. And he recommends at the same time that there are times when a person gives charity, as an example. There is a lot of charity which is to be given mm-hmm. um, on a day like this. Because it's a sign that we are thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what he's given us. Therefore, we give back towards the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and you'll see that many religions, when it comes to their days of happiness and joy... Many religions stress that, you know what, try and give some charity away. What we would call in Arabic, idea. Idea, yes. Yeah? Now, an idea is something that you look forward to from a young age. We don't get and, them anymore. Well, we don't get them anymore. <laughs> and I think, you know, our parents rightly don't give us anymore because we've absolutely abused their finances in one way or the other. But, but an idea is a wonderful act. Mm-hmm. And so the Imams of Ahlul Bayt stress on Ziyarat Amir al muminin in the land of Najaf as an example. The Imams of Ahlul Bayt stress on uh, giving away an idea. The Imams of Ahlul Bayt also at the same time stress on 
performing ghusl, reading ad'iyah, there mm-hmm. are du'as to be performed, there are fasts to be performed. Mm-hmm. So you find that imams who lived a hundred years after the day of Ghadir mm-hmm. were celebrating that day. Mm-hmm. And Imam al-Rada we have clear narrations that he used to celebrate Eid al-Ghadir. Mm-hmm. Therefore, these are all teachings from us from the Imams. Awesome. It's a shame when I hear that some people were at home with their kids and did not go to a single mosque. And it's a shame when I hear that there were mosques who had not organized programs for Eid al-Ghadir. Yeah. And it's a shame when I hear that there's a whole generation in my own age group, a whole generation, who did not go anywhere for Eid al-Ghadir. Who did not go and listen to a talk on Eid al-Ghadir. Who did not attend a function on Eid al-Ghadir. Eid al-Ghadir is a magnanimous occasion where you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he allowed you to be born in the path of a magnanimous figure like Ali ibn Abi Talib That's not something small which we just dismiss. Mm-hmm. There are non-Muslims out there who have written poetry in praise of Imam Ali, written books in praise of Imam Ali, admired, adored Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib That we need to inculcate in our sons and our daughters mm-hmm. just how fortunate they are that they are of those. How many times did people ask me when you begin a lecture, what do you say? And one of the lines that I say is, Alhamdulillah, alladhi ja'alana min al-mutamassikin bi-wilayat Sayyidi wa Mawlai Ali ibn Abi Talib. I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before any lecture that I gave that he allowed me to be of those who are holding on and are on the path of the Sarat al-Mustaqim that is Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam. Now saying that you rightly mentioned that there's, you know, there's Eid al-Adha, there's Eid al-Fitr. For me and you, it's sufficient that Imam al-Sadiq would say Eid al-Ghadir is the greatest Eid there is. But for the viewers out there, why is it called the greatest Eid? Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha celebrate two important acts in the list of the Furu' al-Deen. Eid al-Fitr celebrates fasting. Yes. Eid al-Adha celebrates Hajj. Those two would not be complete had we not had the guidance and the knowledge of Imam Ali alayhi salam after the Prophet passed away. There are many who fast in the holy month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. But there's only one man who can teach you about the spiritual fast, not just the physical fast. There are many who perform Hajj. Mm-hmm. But only one man can teach you the secrets of Hajj. And if it's not him, it's his sons and grandsons who are the protectors of his wilayah. When I see a celebration like the celebration of Eid al-Adha, it's a great occasion. Yeah. Celebration of Hajj. There are many who perform hajj like animals. Mm-hmm. The number of ladies who get fondled while they do tawaf. Mm-hmm. The number of men who are pushed and punched while they're performing tawaf. Mm-hmm. The number of barges that happen. The number of people who've been kicked 
those people don't know the secrets of Hajj. Yeah. And there's only one family that is able to take you to the inner secrets and the inner etiquettes of Hajj. Mm -hmm. And that's Ali and his sons. SubhanAllah. Imam Ali was raised by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family from the day he was born. Mm -hmm. He wasn't born in a family worshipping idols mm -hmm. called Hubal or called Allat, or called Uzza, or called Manat. He wasn't born in a family where you used to slap your sister before you become a Muslim. He wasn't born in a family of impurity and arrogance. He was born in a family that were descendants of Ibrahim From a young age, the Holy Prophet <coughs> didn't just teach him the religion of Islam in the sense of the ethics of the religion, but also the theology and the spirituality of the religion. Mm -hmm. Fasting and Hajj, they are furu' of this religion. They are like zakat and they are like salah and they are like khums. They're all fundamental. But on a day like the day of Ghadir, you are now having these practices being left in the guidance of the only man who could understand them and the laws and the spirituality behind them like the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family. Why is this such a monumental occasion? The man who ensured the revelation of the Quran was protected mm -hmm. is now handing over the baton to the man who will ensure the interpretation is being protected. Subhanallah. 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 The Tanzil was protected by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The tafsir and the ta'wil was being protected now by Ali alayhi salam, Amir al-Mu'mineen. So therefore it's a huge moment because this religion could have gone into complete disarray. And I would say for, for 50 years after the Prophet died, culminating in the beheading of his grandson, it was a mess. Yeah. And it was a mess because we left the Sarat al-Mustaqeem. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the reason we hold on to the wilaya of Imam Ali salam is because all these acts of furu' al-deen are not complete mm -hmm. without recognition, not of Imam Ali per se as a personality, but recognition that this is a day of truth. I don't defend Imam Ali السلام, on the day of Ghadir because Imam Ali, the personality, there's haq to be defended. Mm. There's a clear incident that nobody differs over. Mm -hmm. Nobody differs that Ghadir took place. Mm. May differ with me over one word, but nobody differs that it took place. Mm. And nobody can differ that the nafs of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi as per the incident of Mubahala, or the man who was to the Prophet, peace be upon his family, like Harun was to Musa, was only one personality. Now, you mentioned that word, and we're going to get onto that word, uh, inshallah, later on in the show. Um, me personally, I didn't look at um, Eid al-Ghadir the way you just explained it to me. So that just opened my eyes to a whole new avenue. But saying that some people would call our Eid, a bid'ah, an innovation. 
how do you see it in your eyes? Uh, it's interesting how people throw the word bid'ah around when some of their greatest personalities were the kings of bid'ah. But we'll call it a good bid'ah. Bid'ah hasana. In the same way that there were personalities who started to call things good bid'ah or bid'ah hasana, we'll call it bid'ah hasana as well. And we won't lose any sleep about it. Eid al-Ghadir, like I mentioned to you, first and foremost, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided that the Prophet halts at Khum. Mm. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, his family decided that everyone should stop and gather. He was even so delicate as to how a mambar was made that day. He was delicate as to how trees were to provide a shade and in which direction those trees were meant to be turned and touched in terms of the shade that they were providing. He was so specific in providing this sermon to ensure that the Muslims knew which direction to head. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a celebration to me. <laughs> Celebrations normally when you gather a lot of people together yeah. and tell them, I've got some great news for you. And then people are all in a great mood and everyone's congratulating one another. And it sounds like a celebration to me. And when Imam al-Sadiq and Imam al-Kadhim and Imam al-Radha call an event a celebration, that's enough for me. Yeah. I really do not care what others say. Um, and I've come to a stage in my life personally where don't lose any other sleep. You know, don't lose sleep as to what they're thinking, what they're saying. Just, just your eight hours. You know what? We're just chilling and yeah. we're enjoying our celebration. We look like we're in the middle of a flower show over here. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, so this is like a really nice occasion for us to be here. Mm -hmm. um, really interesting cake. And, you know, it's great. And I, I love this. That. I love this. And, and it will continue forever. Inshallah. And you can try and bury Ali ibn Abi Talib physically under the ground. His name will always remain high above the ground while his Shia are alive. Ahsan Sayyidina. Yep. Now, Sayyidina, as we both know, the message of Rasulullah was 23 years, right? 10 years in Medina, 13 years in Mecca. Now, the Hijrah... If Rasulullah mentioned Man kuntu mawla, ali mawla, 10 years after his migration and this was so important, why didn't he mention it before? He did mention Imam Ali as his wasri and khalifa years before Ghadir. Uh -huh. Many years before. Where? And it's so clear that he mentioned it that the media industry of book publications had to even delete the mentioning. Someone says, where? Mm -hmm. See, many people think that Imam Ali -Islam, known as the Khalifa and the Wasi of the Prophet was on the day of Ghadir. No, it was years before. It was 20 years before that. Da'wat mm al-Ashira. -hmm. Ahsant, yes. Like you rightly mentioned, the Prophet announces his prophethood at the age of 40. Mm. And a few years later, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him to begin to propagate his message openly. Mm. There are times when you propagate your message quietly. There are times when you propagate your message openly. Mm -hmm. 
And the eye of the Qur'an was revealed in chapter 26 verse 214. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Warn your nearest relatives. Imam Ali السلام, was 13. Makes no difference that Imam Ali is 13 to us. Of course. We're a religion that believes that Yahya was given wisdom uh, while he was a Sabi. Mm-hmm. We're a religion that believes prophets became prophets at 15, as we discussed in Shah Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And we're a religion that believes Jesus spoke from the cradle. So at the age of 13, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family asks Imam Ali السلام, to prepare a meal. And as I've joked before, it's normally <laughs> an elder cousin tells his youngest cousin, yep. get the food ready, the boys are coming around. <laughs> as we know, Imam Ali and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon his family, were first cousins. And there was a 30-year age gap between them. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family, is ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to warn his relatives that, look, I'm about to start propagating the truth. Mm-hmm. So he invites Abu Lahab, his uncle, Abu Talib, his uncle, the others of his uncles and cousins and so on, and they all come. Let's say prepare a meal for 40, for example. Okay. Now, many have read this narration and can be found in the works of past scholars mm-hmm. and it can be found in the works of contemporary scholarship. So whether you're looking at Tabari in the past or you're looking at Haikel in the present, mm-hmm. we bring up two famous names of people who are quite good historians. Yeah. They mention... One thing, and then they, it's changed years after publication. The Prophet, peace be upon his family, tells Abu Lahab, Abu Talib, everybody, that what I'm about to give you, no one's going to give you a gift like it. Mm-hmm. He announces his prophethood, and he says, whoever accepts me as the Prophet, he will have the title of being Akhi wa Wasiyi wa Khalifati. Uh-huh. Wasi mm-hmm. Khalifa Not only successorship But the one who carries out the duties That are left behind by the Holy Prophet Peace be upon him mm-hmm. and his family mm-hmm. Imam Ali is the one who says I submit to you And to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the Holy Prophet at that moment says that O oh, Ali, Now, that's been made clear yeah. in the Meccan period. Those who think that Imam Ali being wasi or Khalifa is something that was just randomly going to be said at the end of the life of the Holy Prophet. No. Every possible title in the Quran referring to authority, mm-hmm. whether it's Khalifa, yeah. whether it's Wali, because we know Allah Wali Ladina Amanu, Imam, mm-hmm. Amir. Or someone who has the imara or the amr, mm-hmm. all of them, in one way or the other, have been revealed in honor of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib. Because 
we've got with the incident of when they're ashiratak al-aqrabin, I just mentioned clearly. And you know what's sad? They delete that line, akhi wa wasiyi wa khalifati. They deleted it. They deleted it either because of government pressure then, government pressure now. At that time, the Abbasids were not necessarily going to have that accepted. And in our time, you'll find that institutions or publications did not want it to be written that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and his family said about Imam Ali, Akhi, wa Wasiyi, wa Khalifati. They did not want that. Many places been deleted. Whether it's Tabari, when there's this interesting... And the Prophet said... Um, كذا وكذا وكذا. Just blatantly like that. It's a shame. يعني كذا وكذا وكذا. Why not say أخي ووصي وخليفتي? What's your envy of Ali ibn Abi Talib? Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib did not sacrifice everything he had for the religion of Islam. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib did not give away his youth in protection of the Holy Prophet peace be upon his family. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib was not the beacon of knowledge. The greatest in the understanding of the Qur'an. Part of the Thaqalain. Yeah. The Ahlul Bayt and the Qur'an. Why? Why delete Akhi wa Wasiyi wa Khalifati? I'm not surprised. Listen, the Bughd of Bani Umayyah and Bani Abbas for Ahlul Bayt could be seen in the way they massacred them or in the way they indirectly ordered for the Ahlul Bayt to be massacred. So what do you think they're going to do about these statements made about Imam Ali years before Ghadir? I mentioned to you, Wasi mentioned, yeah. Khalifa mentioned. Wali, we know that Allah is the ultimate guardian and authority. Allah Wali alladhina amanu. Yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati ilal nur. Allah is the guardian of those who believe. He takes them from darknesses into light. And that wilay of Allah, that guardianship can also be transferred. We can say, إِنَّمَا وَلِيُّكُمُ اللَّهُ You cameraman. مِنْ هَالْ إِنَّمَا وَلِيُّكُمُ اللَّهُ Your wali, both of you. إِنَّمَا وَلِيُّكُمُ is who? اللَّهُ اللَّهُ وَلِيُّ الَّذِينَ آمِنُوا إِنَّمَا وَلِيُّكُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ الولاية of Allah we have wilaya amman, wilaya khasa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the general guardianship, but he can transfer portions of that guardianship to chosen personalities. Do you agree? I agree 100%. Innama waliyukum Allahu wa rasooluhu. Wilaya of Allah, the authority of Allah, can be transferred to his messenger. إِنَّمَا وَلِيُّكُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ Many Muslims stop there. The Quran didn't. Muslims do. The Quran didn't. The Quran said the wilaya can even be transferred after the Prophet. إِنَّمَا وَلِيُّكُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Wait, I believe in La ilaha illallah. Tick. Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tick. Perfect. What's going on? There's a third category now. Innama waliyukum Allahu wa rasooluhu waladina amanu. Allah is the wali. Tick. 
Rasuluhu, tick. Ladina Amanu, well, we can't all be the awliya of God. Particular one of us. Ladina Yukaymuna Salat, Tuna Zakat, Wahum Rakaun. Those who establish Salah, pay the Zakat, while they are in a state of Rukur. I think many Muslims would agree. The most famous incident. And even if Muslims don't agree, it's in my books and that's enough for me. I don't really care what anyone else thinks. You know, people can keep clamoring on, you know, they start throwing these lines that, you know, where is it in the Quran, your beliefs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but buddy, your tafsir is normally written by people who admire those who fought Ali. I don't think they're really going to mention a lot Fair in enough. honor of Imam Ali salam. They admire those who fought him at Jamal and at Safin. So I can't really see them admiring. So... I don't really care about what you think or what your tafasir think. I'm just looking at my ones. Mm-hmm. One man, in his ruku' when there was a poor man in the mosque of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family, yeah. that poor man in the mosque of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and his family, was looking for... Someone to help him because he was poor. Yeah. And the famous narrations mention that he saw Imam Ali's ring on his finger in Rukur and he came and took that ring. And I know that there's some people who say, well, Imam Ali, wouldn't he be concentrating in Salah? Don't question Ali ibn Talib when it comes to Salah. People used to take arrows out of Imam Ali when he used to pray. That was the best time because of his concentration with his Lord. His Lord can inspire him like he inspired Moses' mother. You know, and at that moment, the Quran reveals the verse, Inna Allahu. Allah is the wali. My main point is that wilaya can extend past Rasulullah. Yeah. The wilaya can move on. The next verse. Uh-huh. Now, whoever takes Allah as his wali. The first I said what? The next one said That means complete Islam. And to reach the highest levels of Iman is to believe in the wilaya of Allah, the wilaya of Rasulullah, mm-hmm. the authority of Allah, the authority of Rasulullah, and the authority of that man. Mm. Someone said to me, why is his name not mentioned there? Why is Imam Ali's name? Why doesn't it say, إِنَّمَا وَلِيكُمُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَإِمَامُهُ or why not Interesting. There are many who have accolades from ayahs of the Quran that don't mention their name. Correct. The only companion of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon his family, whose, whose name is mentioned in the Quran is Zayd. Mm-hmm. It's the only companion. There are others. When you quote a verse, their name's not there, but everyone says it was them. Except when it's Ali ibn Abi Talib. Double standards. You ask anyone in the Muslim world today, who was with the Prophet in the cave, even though his name's not there, they jump straight away. So why is it when a verse is about Ali? No. And so, 
أخي وصي خليفتي ولي All of these different concepts of authority because sometimes the Holy Prophet is known as a Nabi sometimes he's known as a Rasul sometimes he's known as the Wali all these different concepts of authority you find that likewise the concepts of authority can be seen attributed to Imam Ali obviously barring Noble One Rasala now Sayyidina you mentioned Khalifati, Wasiyi, Akhi I'm going to make this a bit harder for you it doesn't say Imam why does it not say Imam? Is, imam, is, is the imam. word Imam not in the Quran? It is. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. People say, tell us about Imam. Because they claim it's not in the Quran. Yeah, what? The word Imam is not in the Quran? It is. It is. There are more than 10 verses in the Holy Quran. More than 10. That mention the word Imam or its derivatives. All of these verses in the Holy Quran will mention the word Imam. The mistaq of these verses is a question. Some will directly refer to a personality like Ibrahim. Is direct about Nabi Ibrahim. Some are general. Now, who do they refer to? Well, it depends which book of tafsir you're going to use. Mm-hmm. The person who's asking you a question, show me Imam from the Quran, buddy, if you're going to use your books, I'm not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Let's use our books of tafsir. No, I don't believe in your books. So then why are you asking me the question? <laughs> who said your books should be the standard? Mm-hmm. Why should I follow your books? Books written in the middle of Arab oppressive empires where many of those books were from puppets of the government Mm. as your school always has been great puppets of governments where scholars gave in unlike others who spoke out people ask me is imam in the quran buddy allah has mentioned the word imam so many times even a prophet like ibrahim eventually was known as an imam (laughs) so when you're asking is it literally it is who it refers to in those verses? I ask Imam al-Baqir, Imam al-Sadiq. I don't ask your guys. Yes, your guys don't make a difference to me. Your guys are people who are known to love Umayyads and be their puppets and their scribes and remain silent when they see the grandson of the Prophet beheaded. I don't need none of your guys. Now, Sayyidina, we do have a caller on the line. Assalamu uh, alaikum. Could you please state your name and where you're calling from? Could you state your name again, please? Zahra from Canada? Farah. Farah. Okay. Your question for the Sayyid, please? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, My question, Sayyid, is... uh, Okay, fine. In our Shi'i theology, we accept it as an Eid al-Akbar. But I have quite a few Al-Sunnah friends, and they want to know why this Eid supersedes Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr, when they both used to be celebrated during the times of the life of Prophet, and this one you guys have started celebrating after his passing away. That is my first question. 
And the second is just if you can briefly tell me the best way to reach out to you in order to invite you over. That's it. Thank you. Thank you very much for your question, Sayyidna. Uh, thank you, Sister Farah. Uh, God bless you. Um, you know, when people are saying that Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr was celebrated in the time of the Holy Prophet, well, Ghadir happened in the time of the Holy Prophet. Ascent. Uh, and there were companions who are narrated to have said to Imam Ali, Hani'an. Mm-hmm. And we say Hani'an or Tahanina. These are all words of celebration. That, mm-hmm. that day was a monumental occasion. You know, later on, you've got poets Hassan bin Thabit and others who are composing poetry about that day. And so um, it was celebrated in the time of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and his family. And I may add, no Muslim on this earth can doubt the incident of Ghadir. Everybody agrees that it happened. They just differ on the connotations of some of the phrases used. Now, Sayyidina, Islam is sufficient with La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Is it not enough to just obey Allah and the Prophet? As in, do we have to include Imam and Wilaya of Imam Ali alayhi salam? I think it's very clear for us. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, his family makes it clear that I leave behind for you two weighty things. Mm-hmm. No Muslim can deny this. Yeah. Except the one who has a hatred of Ahlul Bayt, and there are those who have Nusb, you know, the Nawasib. Mm-hmm. But even Nawasib accept, that I leave behind for you two weighty things, the Quran and my Ahlul Bayt. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the role of the Ahlul Bayt, As I mentioned earlier, the Prophet ensured that revelation was protected. Of mm-hmm. course, with the blessings of his Lord, the Ahlul Bayt ensure that the interpretation of the Quran is protected. Not any Tom, Dick and Harry can come and give tafsir of the Holy Quran. Otherwise you have absolute nonsense suddenly emerging about the tafsir of an ayah on one hand, or people who begin to fabricate and do tahrif of the tafsir on the other, Mm -hmm. to look after certain personalities who may be in power. And so when the Holy Prophet peace be upon his family tells me, that I leave behind for you the Qur'an and my Ahlul Bayt. Firstly, that shows that the Qur'an was compiled in his lifetime. Otherwise, you can't leave something behind that hasn't been compiled yet. Mm-hmm. And secondly, he's making clear that there is nobody who's able to provide you with knowledge of this book like the Ahlul Bayt, Therefore, complete Islam is La ilaha illallah, Muhammadan Rasulullah. Mm-hmm. Complete Iman is believing in the wilaya of Ahlul Bayt. Now Sayyidina, coming, coming to Ghadir, the hadith is mutawatir. And I remember yesterday you talking about the meaning of mutawatir. Is there a consensus between the schools of thought in Islam about this hadith? Yeah, as I said, um, you know, this highest level of Hadith grades that you can have is, of course, having a hadith which is mutawatir, as some would conclude, opposite to a hadith which are ahad. Mutawatir mm-hmm. would mean there's no way that many people could all come together to lie. Mm. I defy anyone out there to try and find me 
a hadith that is accepted by so many different Muslim companions, scholars, generations after generations like the hadith of Ghadir. You know, sometimes you might hear someone saying a hadith is sahih. It's good level, but not tawatur. You might hear Hassan, you might hear Muwathaq, you might hear Da'if. Mm. It doesn't come near. Tawatur is on a different league. Tawatur is successive companions, authenticity, trustworthiness and different chains, successive generation after generation. You know, Sahaba and Tabi'een and Taba Tabi'een and, you know, they're all narrating this incident. You know, the sad thing is that many Muslims haven't got a clue about not only just how authentic this incident is, but their mosques won't give a lecture on it. There aren't many mosques in the UK where on the 18th of the Hajjah, the Mawlana will say, um, and the Prophet stopped at Khum. Even though Zayd bin Arqam in Sahih Muslim says the Prophet stopped at Khum. Mm. But they won't tell the people. Or <laughs> some of these imams of mosques don't tell the people that the thaqalayna kitab Allah wa itrati yeah. that the Quran and al-Bayt they say that it's kitab Allah wa sunnati they will not tell their people about Ahl al-Bayt there are certain countries which have khutaba who will not say inni ta'arakun fikum al-thaqalayn kitab Allah wa itrati they will keep saying inni ta'arakun fikum al-thaqalayn kitab Allah wa sunnati but Muslim makes it clear that you know what the Prophet did stop at a place called Khum and the only reason I'm quoting Sahih Muslim mm-hmm. Is because, you know, there are others who believe in the works of such scholars and take them as gospel. Whereas, you know, for me, he doesn't subscribe to my theology and I don't even think he's interested in quoting from my Imam al-Sadiq um, or from the Imams of Ahlul Bayt, alayhi mm-hmm. So, it's pretty clear what the Prophet has left behind for us. Um, but there are people who obviously will try and cover what the truth is. There is tawatur. Some might say it might not be tawatur. Lovely was certainly tawatur. Ma'nawi. You know, some might say, Man kuntu mawla fa'adha'aliyu mawla. Man kuntu mawla fa'adha'aliyu mawla. Allahumma wa... There might be a couple of words yeah, different of here and there, but the general argument is very clear yeah. for all to see. Now, Sayyidina, we the Shia, we love to quote chapter 5, verse 67. All right? Um, it says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. O Messenger, announce that which has been revealed to you from your Lord. And if you do not, then you have not conveyed his message. And Allah will protect you from the people. Indeed, Allah does not guide the disbelieving people. Now, other schools in Islam will say that this is not about Ghadir. But we hold the firm stance that this was about Ghadir. What do you have to say about it? I don't really care what other schools think. <laughs> I really don't care. Like people just cause this fuss that you know this this verse wasn't revealed. Who cares what you think? I'm a Shia. Yeah. And when I'm a Shia, I follow the tafsir of the Ahlul Bayt. When Imam Al Baqir and Imam Al Salih tell me, "Ya ayyuhar Rasul, balagh ma unzila ilayka min Rabbik." was revealed in honor of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam, when the Prophet mm-hmm. makes the announcement where his Lord tells him, preach what's been bestowed upon you. Mm-hmm. And if you do not do this, your message is incomplete. This must be one huge statement. Mm-hmm. Certain, uh, you know, it, 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 it's something that's definitely concluding. 
It can't be at the beginning of his mission. There's something where the Risala has been discussed, but at the same time, there has to be something which completes his Risala. Mm. I remember one scholar uh, online from another school in Islam was saying, wow, look at the Shia. They actually believe that this whole verse was about something like the Imamah of Ali, as if that is that important to them. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, the Imam of Ali ibn Abi Talib for me saved me from having to follow mm-hmm. um, pagans. Um, you know, I, I only look at people like um, Yazid and others. I see them as pagans, mm. sons of pagans. Um, and the problem was the moment you left the path of Imam Ali, you ended up with a path that allowed every every every. Tom, Dick and Harry just to become a Khalifa. We had, you know, people like Marwan becoming Khulafa and, you know, people like um, uh, <laughs> Abdul Malik bin Marwan, you know, and that whole Marwanid line is just, you know, Omar bin Abdul Aziz might get certain praise in some quarters. Um, so, for me, Imam Al-Baqir and Imam Al-Sadiq are the ones who are the litmus. They tell me they are the barometer. Say, Ya Ayyuhar Rasul, Ballagh ma unzila ilayka min Rabbik. Surah 5 verse 67 is revealed in honor of Imam Ali. Now, any, I could easily turn around and say, Dorul Manthur of someone like, you know, Dorul Manthur of someone like Suyuti. It says that there is an opinion that this verse is relating to Imam uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam and that the Mus'haf of Abdullah bin Mas'ud would mention that, Ya Ayyuhar Rasul, Ballagh ma unzila ilayka min Rabbik was referring to Imam Ali alayhi salam. But I don't need to refer to the tafasir of other schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, polemically, we quote other schools' works, but listen, I've got my imams, my imams of Ahlul Bayt, Imam al-Baqir, Imam al-Sadiq. Mm. There's fountains of knowledge. So, I'm not going to go to some ex-pagan to go and see, you know, and people who grew up in houses worshipping idols. I want to learn from the houses where Jibra'il descended with revelation um, at the very origin of these houses. Mm-hmm. So, Ya Ayyuhar Rasul, Ballagh ma unzila ilayka min Rabbik, wa in lam taf'al fa ma ballaghta rasalata, wallahi ya'asimuka min al-nas. It's clear that there's this huge statement that has to be made. Islam cannot be complete without... Just think about it. Why would the Prophet leave this world? <laughs> this is really this, agitating. You know, this, it's, a, it's a baffler, you know. The Prophet would leave this world and he doesn't tell us who... You know, who's going to look after the affairs of the Muslims? And then all of a sudden we've got this, uh, this big punch-up that happens at Saqifa. An absolute mess. I'm the Khalifa. You're the Khalifa. He's the Khalifa. She's the Khalifa. I'm the Khalifa. You're the Khalifa. If you don't sit, stop this, we'll punch you. This guy, this guy. This... What a mess. What a mess. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's an embarrassment to be part of such a history. Um, so, you know, for me, we are the school of class. Mm-hmm. Some of our followers may like it, but in its origin, we certainly have um, the classiest leader you could ever have. Do you think it's time for a break now just to have a cool off a bit? <laughs> uh, I'm cool. I'm, I'm all right. You know? oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I've got, I think these, these flowers are keeping me definitely energized. Okay, so definitely. I'm all right. Yeah, all let's right. continue. We continue. Yeah, let's continue. Sayyidna. In the, in the Quran, in the ayah that I mentioned, chapter 5, verse 67, 
it mentions in Arabic, And Allah will protect you from the people. Yeah. Now, does the Prophet anywhere indicate a feeling that they will not follow Imam Ali alayhi salam? I think he even says it blatantly. There is a work of, I think in the Musnad of Ahmed bin Hanbal, and this is a work which is renowned in other schools in Islam, where the question is asked to him, who do we take as our leader after you? And he mentions, he mentions the names of three, Abu Bakr, Umar, and Ali. He says Abu Bakr is, um, Abu Bakr is, is someone trustworthy and therefore um, someone who, who only wants the Akhirah. Umar is strong and is someone who is um, trustworthy. And then he says, and Ali is guided and a guide for all of you. Mm. But you will not take him as your leader. I cannot see you taking him as your leader. Subhanallah. About the first two, he doesn't say that. But he clearly recognizes there's a major envy to Ali ibn Abi Talib. Of course there's an envy. You know, he's, Half these guys, you know, they've seen Hadith al-Manzila in his honor. Fatima al-Zahra salam, his wife. Mubahala, he's the nafs of the Holy Prophet. Khaybar, mm. he just showed that he's on a different league to any other human. Khandaq, everyone was a chicken and he stood up to Amr ibn Wadd al-Amri while everybody else just sat back and watched. Uhud, everyone ran away and he helped the prophets on the mountain. Badr, his sword annihilated the opposition. It's bound to be Hasad. And there was Hasad to Al-Ibrahim. He's one of Al-Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. And they showed their carrot, the true colors after. And he mm-hmm. describes it wonderfully in the Nahj. Yeah. Now, saying that some say that the ayah, chapter 5, verse 67, was actually revealed in Arafah and not Khum. That's but, the first time I've heard it. But it's cool. If you want to say it's in Arafah, in Arafah, the Prophet, peace be upon his family, mentions, let's say, I leave behind for you two weighty things, the Quran and Ahlul Bayt. Mm. And the mistaq of that is in Khum a few days later. And that is Imam Ali alayhi salam. So now, he leaves behind the Quran and the Ahlul Bayt represented by Imam Ali after he dies. Now, that one word that you mentioned in the beginning, Ghadir, stops thousands, uses the word Mawla. Rasulullah used the word Mawla. A lot of people, everyone out there, will say Mawla has different meanings. I think it's 20-something different meanings. Why can't he just say, whoever I'm the Nabi of, Imam Ali is the Imam after me? In Arabic grammar, like most languages, we believe in qarina, context. Mm. So you're right. And everybody out there is right. The ones who hate Ali and cannot bear to have him as, as the first Imam. You find that with Imam Ali alayhi salam, the word Mawla, you're absolutely right. It has so many meanings. So what's the Qarina? The Qarina is that the Prophet used an ayah before he said, Man kuntu Mawla. Surah 33, verse 6. 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 Al-Nabiyu awla bil-mu'minina min anfusihim. 
Mawdudi has a tafsir of this ayah. And Nabiyu awla. Bil mu'minina min anfusim. Surah 33 verse 6. The Prophet is awla. Awla bit tasarruf. Awla in terms of hakimiyya. Awla in terms of authority, in terms of governance, in terms of rights over the believers more than they have rights over themselves. Mm. The parents of a Muslim are not as important Mm-hmm. As the Holy Prophet, peace be upon his family, and the Prophet orders you to do something, and your parents say you can't go to that battlefield, and the Prophet was saying you have to go to the battlefield. The Prophet, mm-hmm. so before he said, mm-hmm. The problem is, many people who debate men kuntumola, they don't use the ayah before. Mm. So you'll have all these randoms who come on and who'll be like, you know what? Mola can mean master, mola can mean slave. Yeah, well done. You've gone to a dictionary and you found 23 different meanings of mola. Cool. <laughs> but the Prophet, peace be upon him, his family, before he said men kuntumola, said, Aula does not have anything to do with love. Does not have anything to do with support, you know, because they said that Mawla means Mahabba, Mawla means Nusra. Bro, no. He has the greatest authority. So simple. But only those who would have fought with the opposition at Jamal and Safin cannot take it. Now, Sayyidina, before we get cut off uh, for Adhan, um, this question has been ringing in my mind. Is it true that notable figures such as the second Khalifa pledged allegiance and congratulated Imam Ali alayhi salam? Makes no difference to me. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why people, I don't know why people always jump on these things that, you know, I've quoted it in the past and people jump on them and, this person said, you know, one group say that there was a mentioning of Bakhin, Bakhin, and others. I remember reading, I think it's in uh, Ahmed bin Hanbal. Ahmed bin Hanbal narrates that uh, and the tahqiq was by Shu'ayb Arna'ud, where Omar says, Hani'an. Mm-hmm. And some say that, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. What, so what if someone congratulates him? You congratulate. Everyone congratulates each other. Um, uh, not everyone who congratulates each other does, definitely means that they're happy for each other. Sometimes congratulate someone when you hear they've got married. Congratulations, bro. Wallah, I'm so happy for you. And deep down, you're like, who cares? Let's just move on. And um, so, yeah. So there are people who say, wow, this guy congratulated. It doesn't really make a difference to me. And, um, you know, even if it did happen, that let's say no, no, it's clear, it's clear that thousands of people were present at this incident. No Muslim denies this. But does the Imam remind them after you know when well, Saqif? Of course, you know, the Imam reminds the people. You know, the oldest companion of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him his family was a companion by the name of Abu Tufail. Abu Tufail was born, I think, in the third year after Hijrah, and he died like in 100 or 103 or 106. Oldest companion of the Holy Prophet peace be upon his family. And this Abu Tufail narrates that they were in the area of the Ruhbah. Ruhbah. Mm. And uh, he, he narrates Imam Ali making it clear, did you not hear on the day of Ghadir that the Prophet said, Man kuntu mawla, ali mawla, and, and that there were companions who admitted that they heard, 30 companions or so. And Abu Tufail, this, the oldest 
the companion who lived the longest, who had met the Prophet, when the Prophet died, he was eight. He lived for another 90 years after the Prophet died. This guy was old, Abu Tufail, but loyal to Imam Ali. And he himself mentions that Imam Ali had made it clear to everybody mm. that that day on Ghadir, did the Prophet not say, Man kuntu mawla mawla, wali man wala, wa man hada, man nasara, Imam mentions it, Fatima al-Zahra mentions it, Imam Zalabdeen mentions it, Imam Sadiq mentions it, all of them mention. And Imam Ali in Nahj al-Balagha and the sermon known as Shaq Shaqiyya, he destroys it in terms of those who took his leadership. Ahsan Sayyidna, um, if I could request from our dear cameraman uh, to bring us the knife so that we can cut knife this. Knife for what? To cut this beautiful cake. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I thought, <laughs> Don't worry. I thought Don't you worry. had followed a, a particular manhaj no, which, no, which no, beheads no. people but calls itself Thank a Thank you very much. Is there no sharper one? <laughs> <laughs> let's go yeah. ahead let's go ahead saying that if you do the honors of cutting this cake created by our sister by our si our sister Noor um, if you want to follow her Instagram amazing beautiful cakes at Noor's.cakes that's N-O-U-R-S I think you just cakes. destroyed her Instagram because I don't know I heard like Noor Noor's Noor's no no <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Noor, thank you so much. God Noor, bless thank you. Thank you very much. And may he provide you with the intercession of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon his family, on the day of judgment. Do us the um, I've never been the greatest at cutting these things, but. <laughs> the top is fake, by the, the way. The top is fake. The, the is going very wrong. The, the, the bottom, <laughs> okay, fantastic. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> Thousand odd calories there ah, for us to all dig into. Congratulations, Let everybody. Wonderful occasion. And inshallah, we will continue. Next week. Next week. Monday. Monday. Inshallah. Me and the Sayyid will be heading to the gym after indulging into this cake. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And Eid al-Ghadir Mubarak. May you stay on the path of the Ahlul Bayt. Alayhimussalam. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to look at our audio library for more content on Quran, ethics, Lifestyle and spirituality. Imam Hussein TV3, your gateway to Karbala.